everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process. I, of course, am your host, Greg Wareham. We got a great show for you today. We got some media experts that are in the house today. Frank Zarensky. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you? Great to have you today. Thanks for having us. And we have Nick Marrero. What's up, Greg? Uh, what's <laughs> happening, Nick? Hey, so we had to run this take back because I grossly mispronounced their names the first introduction. So thanks for joining the show today, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, listen, the first thing that we need to talk about are these amazing oranges that you brought as a gift. And future guests, please pay attention. What kind of oranges are these, Frank? Uh, Greg, these aren't oranges. These are sumo citruses. These are oranges that have graduated college and on their way to their doctorate. Uh, They're a, a unique citrus from Japan. They're little gifts. I mean, these are fantastic. Look at those. It t I, something tells me when I peel this, it's going to come off in one piece. It's going to actually peel itself. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, so much for bringing them today. You got guys. our pleasure. Let's toast citrus when we're done. Uh, we absolutely <laughs> awesome. will. Uh, so, you guys are both from Motion City Media. Yep. And tell me a little bit how you got into the media business. Cool. Thank you. Uh, we are one honored to be here. Thank you for having us today. This is awesome. Uh, we got into the real estate photography scene about 15 years ago. Okay. I worked uh, as a realtor, a company called Foxton's Real Estate. Uh, some realtors call it the other F word. Uh, I, uh, the guy's I, name was Greg that ran it. I interviewed with him like 20 something years oh, ago. Yeah. I well, remember that. It, I remember the guy. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Uh, they were actually from the UK okay. and then they opened up a, a branch in Long Branch, New Jersey. That's and right. They covered a few states and uh, I actually saw a branded car drive by. It said Foxton's real estate sell 2%. I'm like I could sell real estate. So got a job there for four years, learned an absolute ton uh, it was right around 08 when the market wasn't doing so great. It was, sure. a, it was a you know tough moment, but uh, those tough moments create opportunity. And uh, I uh, left uh, Foxton's Real Estate, and I noticed a lot of realtors were taking out their cell phones to take photos with their Motorola Razor, and I saw an opportunity in the market. Uh, at that time, Is that wrong? Well, you know, <laughs> for somebody, the greatest investment of somebody's life, probably yeah. not right. the best way to market it. Uh, um, we can come back to yeah, that. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit. Uh, but, you know, it created opportunity. And actually, when I was a buyer agent, I used to bring my clients to homes with unprofessional photography, knowing we'd get a better deal mm. with a lot less people coming through the door. Wow. So it was a strategic move that I made to show buyers homes that didn't have professional media. Right. Uh, so when that when that when that role went away, unemployment actually had a program where you got to go back to college for four months to start your own business. Okay. Submit a business plan. I went to school for four months. Uh, my mom bought me my first camera, and I just started hitting the streets with client one. And now, fifteen years later, we work with almost four thousand realtors and. <sighs> It's only by, honestly, our agents are our sales force. Yeah. We're, we're kind to them, and we make sure they succeed before we do. Sure. And we just keep growing because of word of mouth and always doing what's right for them. Like, we always put them ahead of what we're looking sure. for. We want them to succeed first. And, you know, one of the things I notice about you guys right out of the gate, we've known each other, you know, for a while. You're so nice. <laughs> you're always nice. You're yeah. always great to deal with. You're always happy and optimistic and energetic. You know, Nick, how did you get into the industry? So I actually... Worked for a marketing company for about three years, um, right out of college. Okay. Didn't really have much marketing experience, but was fortunate to have the opportunity to work with Frank in Motion City doing social media management. Yeah. So I was Great Frank's mentor. social media manager for about like, I want to say like right around a year. Then um, I moved to Florida. Frank and I lost touch, but like kind of still like talked like as friends every now and then. Um, then... We ended up kind of like I was in Las Vegas with my <laughs> friends. Frank was at a, a photography conference in Las Vegas. And I was like, Frank, are you in Las Vegas right now? And he was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, all right, great. Let's meet up. And then um, we did. 
hung out. And then I was like, I would really love to do your marketing again. And he was like, cool, let's talk about that. So then um, fast forward like a month, Frank ended up um, actually signing on to my next marketing company, worked together again for about, I want to say like another two years, mm-hmm. um, went really, really great. And then um, in August of 2021, I was like, Frank, I would really want to work for Motion City. And he was like, Nick, I want you to work for Motion City. <laughs> Let's do this. So then uh-huh. um, switched jobs, um, joined Motion City Media sure. as the director of client success and innovation. Um, at my previous marketing job, I like always did photography, but mostly like kind of food photography and like restaurants and stuff because sure. that was most of our clients. Um, but then um, Frank gave me the opportunity to like shoot real estate and do like headshots and portraits and, and video work and all of that. And yeah. like, I've just fallen in love with it. Like people wouldn't think that like shooting at home could be so much fun, but mm-hmm. it really, really is. And, um, yeah, ever since I've been working with our internal team and our photographers and really, really loving it. Yeah, so that's it's, fa- like, that's fantastic, it's, it's like the best. You guys make a good team. You're in the field together <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you along those lines, because you have different experience in shooting different things. What makes the photography of a home different than other types of photography? Oh, it, it's so unique. It's uh, it's creative, but it's much more specific, right? Like our goal is to build value into the home, sure. not necessarily show off our artistic skills. So mm. it's about perfectly level shots, balance where if it's an oceanfront home, seeing right out the windows, it's very technical rather than creative. Right. But the creative spin you get are actually like the unique angles that are making somebody fall in, fall in love with the home before they arrive at the home. So it's truly about building value in the home to get more activity. And then of course, our ultimate goal we want the seller to make the most money for their home and for the realtor to walk away with, with more listings than another sure. future listing. So what's that process like? So you walk into a house and then are you immediately thinking, okay, I got this camera angle, that camera angle. Like what's your process like when you go in? So for me, when I go up to home, I'm very fortunate. I shoot with a lot of people who are usually like kind of pumped to see me arrive. Yeah. Yeah. So like usually yeah, I'll get Nick. there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I felt when you got here. Oh, just so you know. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But like I've had clients where like I get there and they're like chilling on the front porch and I get there and they're like, yeah, Nick, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm like, I'm happy I'm here too. Let's do this. Then um, usually I walk up to the home, um, kind of have like a good idea from the outside what it's going to be like. Like if there's no cars in the driveway, no trash cans around, I know these people probably staged or like prepared for us to come, which Mm -hmm. is great because then that means not only will I be in and out quicker, but it means that the agent did a beautiful job getting the home ready, which is perfect. Do you feel like you have to coach to that at all? Like to be, make sure, Hey, listen, we're coming for the photography. I need this list of things done. There's, there's so much education involved and truly when the agent passes that education onto the seller, they get better photos and it's a better experience for everybody. And again, ultimately the seller will get more money. We don't always um, get the seller's ear to be ready. So often we're also the cleaner and the stager and getting okay. it ready. But the more they work with us, the more they understand the process of how it's going to yield the best results for everybody. So there's a, a lot of times where it's like, hey, we're going to take a photo of the laundry room and we're going to move your entire house into the laundry room as soon as we're done. And it's going to look perfect. And then we repopulate everything back into the entire house. Hey, I have a question for you. So if you could give it just a couple of bullet points, because there's people out there that are professional people, real estate agents, mortgage people, and the consumer. What are a couple pieces of, of advice that you could give to say, hey, man, make sure that A, B, and C are done when we get there? Uh, picture yourself as a buyer. If you're going to be a buyer going to an open house, what would you want to see? Because mm. if you see an absolute mess, they're going to be like, hey, 
If the house is not ready just for this day that they plan for, do they take care of the furnace? Has the house been taken care of? So it's really setting that proper reality of expectations. So it's if, if you see an absolute disaster, they don't care about the house. You actually could devalue a future sure. offer that's going to be coming in. So that's that's one of the biggest bullet points is how would you want to see a house and what would make you make the strongest offer? Yeah, that's a great point. Are there other specific things that you can think of when you're in there saying, hey, I got to make sure the kitchen looks a certain way? Absolutely. I'd say declutter the counters, kind of like what Frank said before. A huge thing for me is depersonalizing the home. Yeah, like you got to make sure that people can visualize themselves in the home. So if like there's a ton of family photos um, or if there's like a ton of kind of like nuances about the home that like maybe not everyone would love, like consider putting it in like that safe room that Frank was talking about. Right. I think that's really beneficial. Um, a huge one for me is um, if you notice that people leave stuff out for pets, make sure that you always, always get rid of that, whether yeah. that's like dog treats on the counter or like a dog bed, because I've legitimately one. seen yeah. people not want to look at a home because they think that the home was filled with animals and they have an allergy. So they're like, you know what? I'm very allergic to dogs or cats. And this home, like we can't even go and see it because I'd have a crazy allergic reaction. That's so a great like, point. Get rid of that. Um, always make sure that the lights are on. Like for us, mm -hmm. we like nice, even lighting. So lights on. Um, and then just kind of making sure that we're shooting, like Frank said, like a balanced image. So like the, the side of the photo and like maybe a window is the same distance between like a picture frame and like the other side of the image. So it's okay. like a very balanced, beautiful shot where it's like it feels approachable and comfortable and people feel really good at it. And um, we always say like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So mm -hmm. it's like if our agents want to be super professional and have their branding on point, they're going to need photos on point too. And that's right. kind of where we, we, we visualize ourselves as people who like align with our clients and we're partners rather than just a vendor who they hire. Like we want sure. their success as much as they do. Um, and it's, it's a really, really perfect harmony. Yeah, they, and this is why you need professional photography because you, to, in order to make that house pop and give it its own character and the warmth that you want to have, there's a, there's a science to that. Oh, absolutely. It's going to show up and start taking pictures. Oh yeah. And like how we shoot too, it's like we shoot with multiple brackets of our images so that we could pull out like the best components of light. Mm. Um, like Frank mentioned out leveling, like we make sure all of our shots are very direct and purposeful. We even schedule the time that that we're going to shoot the home so that we know that the sun's going to be perfectly in the front of the home so that people can get that like money shot, which we yeah. call it, which is like that first shot on Zillow or realtor.com where you're like, that's the house. I want to go and check it out. Right. I, I think you bring up a great point too. If it's done incorrectly, people may not even come see it. Like Frank said, like we legitimately would <laughs> tell people to go and look at a home without professional photography because those buyers are going to get a great deal. It's actually one of the uh, edges that we often do when we're on the MLS and we see a home that does not a professional photography, we will many times call that agent and offer to do a no charge photography session. Be like, hey, we see this home's been on the market for a few weeks. Is okay if we just come in there and do photos and deliver them to you? No strings attached. And then often some of our clients for life were because of that introduction, just being kind and being like, hey, you know what? Like maybe you just didn't know the resource. Like the biggest challenge, there's no phone book for Who's the best real estate photographer? Who's the right. who's the kindest right. team in Asbury Park, right? But once you get that introduction, then then we have clients for life, and it's just symbiotic. I love that. Yeah, we'll it's, come and shoot it for you at no cost, and and show you what it really it's, looks it's like. It's the best way to put the product in their hands, right? Like there there's no better way to experience something that could be beneficial to both. 
you can't describe it, right? Like they know there's value there, but they're a little bit nervous. Like, you know, our, our base pricing is around $200. We want to turn that into a, an investment instead of an expense. Sure. That yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's it. So much goes into it behind the scenes that people aren't even familiar with. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Now, do you go pre-flight the house before you come out and take the pictures? You go there multiple times? Uh, no, it, it's actually one time. Usually okay. we're there for about an hour traditionally. Uh, our agents are also, they feel like we're on the same team, an extension of each other's brand. So they're pretty well versed. And when we have that onboarding conversation, we send it a prepare sheet. We have hard copies for them. Walks them through room by room how to get the house ready. Yeah. Now, do you, is it an acquired skill or do you guys just have a natural eye for it? Well, I would say some of us have a very natural eye okay. for it. Uh, Nicholas is definitely one of okay. them. Uh, I wouldn't pay. I, uh, <laughs> as was I, but we always hire for the best fit, the personality, mm -hmm. right? It's a skill set that could be taught and learned. Uh, so you always hire for personality, not skill set. And then for me, when it comes down to like having that kind of natural eye, I think me like... I, I did graphic design before I started doing photography for real estate. And like, I had a really good idea of like how I wanted a balanced image to look, how I wanted light to fall within the home, how I really want like a, a detail shot to look. Yeah. Um, so that it looks like approachable, but not like too professional or staged, like that really happy in between. And that helped me out astronomically. That's great. I mean, you guys, you're so tied into it. I love it. You know, it's like an it, it's like an art form. This is why your office oh, is in Asbury Park. Absolutely. You need to be in an artistic area absolutely. with a lot going on. We're surrounded by so many creatives. And in fact, yeah. one of our favorite coffee shops, Cafe Valan, uh, we've met half of our team there just from hanging out at a coffee shop because we're around all these like-minded creatives. It's That's always wonderful. be part of your community. That's how you're often going to meet your, your future team members. Sure. Every, in life, everything we do, whether we go to the bank, like if uh, we, I treat everything like an interview. So if I'm interacting with the teller, I'm like, hey, they could be a great photographer in tears. I want to, you know, write this name down and, you know, see how they, if they treat me and they don't know who I am, then that's who they're going to treat our clients when I'm not there. That's great, Frank. I think our Nick has a question. Nick? I have a quick question, actually. So um, as you're telling, like un unwinding the story, when it comes down to final product, are you guys kind of like also gauging their sheet? Like, all right, for example, on Zillow, this should be shot one, two, three, four, five, six. Who makes that call at the end? Um, typically, so are you referring to like the flow of the home and like how we want photos kind of like laid out? Yeah, right. Yeah. We always kind of consider it like how you would walk the home naturally. So it's like you walk through the home, you come through the front door, you're in the foyer, and then maybe you go to like a living room, kitchen, back den, or like a family room type of area. Um, and then from there, uh, if there's like a staircase, then we'll go to the second floor after that. But then maybe in between, if on the first floor there's like a back balcony, we'll like throw that shot into to just kind of like mix it up. But usually we try to consider it like how you'd walk the home. Like we always look at rather than we're shooting a home, we're kind of telling a story and we're mm. kind of like walking people through the home that way. So we always keep that in mind. Like it's it's a little bit of like a psychological thing with how we choose to shoot it and lay everything out. And our team is like spectacular at like making sure everything makes a lot of sense for our clients too. That's fantastic. But that's awesome. I mean, that's like the full product, right? So like, you're like, Hey, by the way, and this is also the journey and sell it as is. Here you go. And then like, they don't have to do more work essentially with those photos. Absolutely. We always say we want to be the easiest part of the transaction. We are a very service forward company. Anybody could sell photos. We're selling our service. So if you, if an agent gets a listing at six 30 on a Sunday night, our team is still there. We can be at that home on Monday to take the photos and they can go live by Tuesday morning. So everything that we focus on, is service and being accountable. You know, 90 plus percent of people look at homes online before they go anywhere else, right? Before they're ever making a phone call. So the ability to be able to tell that story 
in the form of picture or video, it's critical. Oh, it's yeah. a critical part of this process. Again, 90 plus percent, I think it's like 96% of people do. They view it online before they do anything else. And how many houses have you looked at online and said, ugh? Absolutely. Right? So I say this all the time, but every single product we interact with, you can look around your office. Every single product here has a professional marketing campaign with a budget, right? Why would somebody's largest investment of their life not have that? Right. It does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Hey, your home's worth half a million dollars. Let me take out my smartphone. It, it just makes no sense to us whatsoever. So even the Sumo Citrus, you know, like it's an orange, but professional photography, a bag of frozen peas at the grocery store, professional photography. Why would your client's largest investment not have that offering? I mean, the Sumo Citrus, that's a delicacy. It is, <laughs> it's a delicacy. It, it is a delicacy, absolutely. <laughs> and like when I'm on like Zillow or Realtor, just like <laughs> looking at homes, like I legitimately feel kind of sad when you notice a nice home that doesn't have yeah. pro photos because it's like, we always believe in giving the home what it deserves. Right. So when you see a home not necessarily getting what it deserves, like, oh, you didn't get the shot off the balcony or, oh, you didn't get that nice dead on kitchen island shot. It's like you're just like leaving the door open for such a great opportunity and you never know whose eye it might catch. This you know? is why you guys are so good at this because that's your knee jerk reaction where you're looking at it saying it's just a disservice to the home itself. Oh, yeah. And in turn, the clients that are associated with it. I feel all of us as professionals, since we do it every day, multiple times a day, we kind of forget, right? Like a, a homeowner is going to sell what maybe two, three times in their lifetime. Right. So they don't know the process to expect. Is there going to be a professional photographer? Like, they need to rely on the agents for that education. That's why it's absolutely so important to educate clients because we use lingo. Like I'm sure we all use like initials for things, but it's so important like, hey, we want to get you the most money for your home. Here's how we're going to do it. What's your path towards educating the agent? I know you do different office meetings and things like that. Is a lot of one-on-one -on -one time for a new person that you're working with? Absolutely. Like our team, we all work together. Uh, we were working remotely during the pandemic. We're all back at our studio in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's just all conversation. If there's a unique challenge, we just jump on it right away. We have like a little team huddle. We speak with them. But the biggest thing is like, it's just constant education, right? right. We, uh, every home that we shoot, we also give like a single property website with a landing page so that can help get, you know, buyers and, and debt in the deal on both sides. Right. So we just walk them through it. It's a process. They don't learn it overnight. You know, we make the tech approachable so they could they could implement it instead of just knowing that it's there without using it. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, we do the same thing. That's why that's why we have this podcast. It's about the education to people out there, education what you do, education the mortgage industry and different things. That's the first step with everything to make everything else flow correctly. Yeah, and every day is an opportunity to learn us as yeah, well. Like, uh, you know, you. You're 15 of the business. I've shot thousands of homes. Every house I went to, I was nervous ahead of every photo shoot because we actually care. Like, it's... Nick always says, like, it's in our ethos. We don't know how to not care. Like, like we we care so much about the end results, not about our part of it. Like, we want to do what's best for everybody it's else. It's in your well. ethos, it man. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> we well, are, we love you, too. Yeah. And, like, with regard to education, like, I'm just going to mention, like, our team by name, like, Maddie, Bernadette, Jimmy, Franklin, Joyce, Steve, yeah. and Tom. Like, they all do such a great job of, like, educating our clients where, like, if they have any questions on the phone or via email, they answer them so perfectly exactly as if it was frank or i so it's that's great it's really really beautiful and there's nothing that we wouldn't be more than happy to help them with yeah, truly our, our team like they are the dream team like that's that's what our, our little chat group on whatsapp's called but they truly are the dream they're just kind genuine good human beings and that that's that's what it's all about like well, it's it's not about us it's about our team yeah that's fantastic so i get a question for you about the video end of it because i know you do video as well i guess my first question would be what's harder to shoot Still images or video? We're passing this one to Nick. <laughs> video, and it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. For photos, you can walk into a home and pretty much just be changing like 
your like one one element of the the actual camera which would be like your shutter speed for us that's pretty much all we'd be changing for video you're changing your settings for virtually every single shot whether that's like your white balance or your focal length or your ISO, which is like how much light the camera actually produces to make up for like the amount of shadows in the room and Mm -hmm. like the actual overall light. So you're changing so many elements for every single shot. And then um, not only that, but you're also playing with light a bit more. You're moving too. So you want a nice smooth shot. Um, And there are just so many things that go into a beautiful video. Fortunately, um, We've done a lot of research to get pretty good at it. Yeah, right. but um, so you're telling me I'm too hard on my neck for saying, "Hey, man, you're just recording it. Make some changes and make it better." Well, <laughs> you're not just the videographer. You're the hype guy. You're the director. Yeah, you're right. the one making sure their hair looks good. It's it's a whole different. It's almost broadcasting, right? It's it's a whole different world compared to photography. The thing is, video you can only manipulate so far in post. Yeah. Photos we could do anything we want to a photo and make sure. it look. No matter what happened, we could fix it in post video like you you kind of have to work with what you got sure hey and i was only kidding nick you do a fantastic nick, job you're, you're, ama- you're <laughs> amazing you you're know amazing. how much i love you <laughs> you get you get two oranges now all right <laughs> so you can have all the oranges you deserve them more than i do <laughs> i can't wait so all right so we're doing video and when we're doing video we're setting it up for a virtual tour of the property correct definitely so usually what i'll do for my video sessions um well the first thing is if an agent's going to be on the camera or not um Typically, I recommend if someone's going to do a video walkthrough to be on camera because it really, really gives the agent an unbelievable platform to showcase like their personality and who they are and have a lot of fun and just like stand in front of their home in a way where they're really proud of what they're doing. And it's so beautiful. So I always go through of like finding a nice place with like neutral lighting and a nice place where they have the home behind them where it's, it's like a really beautiful introduction to what they're going to do. Usually give like a nice short script, but it kind of depends on how intricate the home is and what they're looking to sell. But you know, that's interesting because I was thinking that process through, I was thinking, okay, well you do a video. Well, that's great. It's video of the house. But to me, what would pop is you have an agent introducing the property. Oh yeah. And I would think you would find some agents are probably more natural at it than others. And you have to be involved in the directing, the scripting and everything like that. And even if they're not natural about it, you could only tell so much of an agent's personality from their headshot. The video is now their brand awareness and us telling their brand story. Right. It's so important. If we notice any major change in our industry, uh, it's going from photos to video. Uh, Always look at like the coast for the trends, like what's happening in Manhattan and Los Angeles. There are very few listings that don't have video and that's what's coming here next. So we want to stay ahead of that curve because sellers are also looking for video. The photos, it tells a little bit, but it doesn't fully tell the story like a video does. And more importantly, I feel for the video, the brand awareness for the agent and how they're going to attract their next client and their next listing. And then multiple agents have told us this after the video has been shown, the seller fell in love with me before they met me. I walked in and we signed paperwork because they already knew who I was. Right. The video tells that story. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. You'd mentioned that it's, they're already doing it out on the West coast. Yes. And my experience has been, it always starts on the West coast and it comes back Absolutely. East. It will be here. It'll be a standard in the next couple of years. So get ahead of the curve. It, on it'll that. be expected. Yeah. It'll be expected. hundred percent. And we have, well, we shoot our photos on really, really, high level pro gear that can be used for video also. So it's really, really nice where like our photographer could show up and do photos for the home and video. And we do a lot of aerial work too for 
both photos and video too. So it's like everything kind of like plays all together and you can have your favorite photographer go out from motion city to do all of that too. So it's really, really great. But, yep. um, I always highly recommend video. I highly, highly you know, recommend so I'm it. thinking through the process on it, right? So if you're doing video and you're an agent, not only are you filming the video, now you have a piece towards your brand. You should probably thinking about setting up a YouTube channel oh, yeah. to put those videos too, because videos are going to have much higher organic search quality mm. than still images are going to, yep. right? And then you have something to build on. Now all of a sudden you got a business in a business trying to drive it. And the video lives on beyond the photos. Like once that listing is sold, done, right? Nobody's going to look at those photos again, but they will be looking at the video. Yeah. They want to do research on the person, not the house at that point. Right. right. Makes sense. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Nick and I have been trying to work through this. How would you shoot me to make me look taller than I really am? Uh, first, we got to start with a <laughs> pair of on shoes. You get like an extra inch and a half. So like the on I like cloud it. goes. I like yeah, it. All right. A little bit of heightening helps out. <laughs> <laughs> I get somebody I work with who has those shoes. <laughs> so he came, he came over in the shoes and he's like, Greg, you got to see this. And he takes the shoes off and he's literally like three inches shorter. Joe oh is God. his name. Joe Tags. Yeah. Great. So, and when you take right. your shoes off, the insecurities come right back in. Right. But Nick, I'm sure, has a technical answer for this question. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> Um, well, I would say it depends what you're standing next to. Cause it's all, it's uh -huh. all like your perception and, and your view. I okay. mean, um, if you shoot someone at waist level, you'll never know how tall they are. And one of the things that's the most important for me in all of photography, all of it, always shoot your subject at their level. It's the most important thing. If you're shooting a dog, a cat, a person, um, always shoot them at their level because okay. then you as the viewer can like look into the subject's eyes or whatever it is. Like, I feel like the eyes are kind of like the window the, into someone's world. Yeah. Yeah. That you make a really good point with that because then you get the eyes on it, Nick, but you also get the facial symmetry. They say how that's what makes people more attractive, mm. right? Is the facial symmetry that you have. And if you're not straight on doing it, then you're not going to get that. Absolutely. It feels like an odd perspective because like, you know, a child or a dog would view the world from a low standpoint. That's why I want to shoot them from a low standpoint. It's very engaging that way. Mm hmm. So, and you do headshots as well. Oh, you know yes. that, All okay. the time. Okay. Yeah. Every had, time a headshot's going to walk through the door, Nick does several backflips to, to welcome them into the studio. Well, I think everyone's <laughs> got to pay attention. Your mortgage process is going to sponsor a headshot shoot oh. for real estate agents, and uh, we're all going to be involved in that wow. together. So we're going to partner with social media what or with uh, Motion City Media and do it. Two oranges for you now, Greg. Earned <laughs> them. I, it, just being a part of this, yeah. obviously someone from way outside of this field and growing with the show and things like that, I was like, oh my God, I'm coming across so many business cards that are like outdated photos of these agents uh, compared to any other field because a lot of other cards don't have faces. So I start seeing these agents and I'm like, oh my God, Greg, let's let's do a headshot party. This will be so yeah. cool. You, you he's been torturing me to do it. And he's, it's, you guys aren't madly in love ideas. with like all those prom photos on the business cards? I don't it's know. Tough. I dig them. I <laughs> mean, there's nothing better than hair this big. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> guys with the ultra short, short hair well, like, we, I, like I had. This does bring us to a good point, though. You want that update every two or three yeah. years because it creates a very disconnected experience when you look completely different than who you show up as. So it is important to keep that updated and, and stay relevant because you are your own brand. And if you don't look like yourself, it kind of breaks the trust before you have a chance to build it. That's a great point, Frank. And then when you kind of look at the headshot coupled with now you're going to do video, you want balance. Yes, absolutely. Right? You want to have both. Not only that, when I do my headshots, I always want people to feel like themselves in the headshot. Like I always say for me as a photographer, like it's very important for me to feel like like you're you in the photo. Like I dislike the typical headshot like poses like I don't like the arms crossed I don't like the hands in your pockets like 
if you have hands, bring them out to mm-hmm. let the world see them. Mm-hmm. Not only is it more approachable, but the shot ends up looking way more organic. Um, don't do the arms crossed because right. it's it instantly closes you off to opportunity. I like a nice free-flowing kind of like mm-hmm. a headshot look, whether that's someone leaning, if someone's just smiling and like turning toward the camera, really nice like organic look. And, sure. and it allows people to not only resonate with it more, but it really allows the agent's brand to feel more approachable. Yeah, like, ma- makes sense, Nick. If you're wearing a suit and you're directly facing the photographer and the photographer takes one shot, that's not you. You're just the person in the suit. You know, and yeah. people always forget mm. that it, it's like such a disconnected experience. And I feel like what I've noticed, I've done hundreds of headshot sessions so far, and the best ones are always when people want it to feel like them and right. like themselves, you know, and um, it ends up being way more impactful overall. Yeah. Nick hates my headshot. He hates it. Hate it. Oh, my God. What do you hate so much? What are your about concerns? It? Greg, how old is this? Like two, three years? <laughs> so, I mean, this is pretty beat up, but I'll slide it over. Something like that. What do you mean? That was a fantastic headshot. He had a whole... I don't even know how old that is. So... What, what concert were you on your way to, pick it you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, if I'm going to pick party. it apart, do you see how you're standing directly toward the camera? Yes. You should never, ever have your subject stand dead on with the camera. All right. It, it makes you look super broad. And it I is thought not I looked kind of short and fat in it. I got to be honest. Yeah, broad, so that's why tall. if you if you have like a slight broad, not tall, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> if you have like a slight shoulder turn toward right. the camera, if you drop your head like just a little bit so you can kind of get that jawline going, and then I always recommend. So if you see here, you're staring directly into the camera. Yeah. I always recommend people take their eyes just a little bit over the lens. Right. So this way it doesn't feel as much like you're like staring into someone's soul. All right. And that it's makes like sense. the perfect in between. And then when I do my headshots too, I like play with light a lot too. Like I always kind of view light as if it's like water where it's like, it will come down here and splash off this wall here to hit you on this side. So, um, really nice kind of like organic look where like you could have some nice shadows going sure. a nice kind of like angelic looking light coming down in front. And All right. We got to talk. Really good. We got to talk. I redo my, my wife looks at that and says you have a punchable face. <laughs> oh my God. I, I see that picture. Here. I just want to punch you in the face. All right. Let's talk. I want to talk about drone shooting. Sure. When is it appropriate to do drone photography on a house? It's a really good question. It's it's, we always talk about this. So an agent might call in and just order drones. They think that they want it. We'll take the time. We'll look at Google Earth. Hey, you know what? Did you know that there's like train tracks like seven blocks away? Mm. This might not be the best home to do a drone shoot for. However, when there are not like limiting something that could limit the value of the home, it's very rare that a drone shoot does not make sense because like we we fly. I mean, we we know the limits. We fly pretty high to connect it to the downtown. You get to see what your neighbor's houses look like, especially when you're ocean adjacent or water. We've got so many homes that add so much value with like the water proximity. So it's, it's a rare time that... Drones wouldn't make sense. And that's, in addition to photography, drone is easily what's ordered the most as well because it offers so much value. Yeah, that makes makes sense. Now, do you have to be certified to be able to fly a drone? Yeah, Nick's a pilot. Yeah, you do. You need mm-hmm. to get, it's called the Part 107 certification with the FAA. So you're a small really? unmanned aircraft pilot. Okay. Um, the test is pretty hard. Like I studied for about two months to, to pass the test and... Um, it's definitely not the easiest thing to do, but if you fly a drone and you want to make money from flying your drone, you have to be Part 107 certified. Okay. Because if the FAA catches you using your drone and making money and you're not certified, you could get hit with 
a fine upwards of $10,000. Now, is it more kind of a a safety thing? They want you to understand what you're doing or don't get in the way of aircraft? Like, what are the things, what do you pull out of that type of certification? So it's a combination of both. When it comes down to safety, a lot of it is um, making sure that, like, if you're flying the drone, you're kind of away from people, like away from a group of people, like when blades are spinning, it's like very dangerous. Yeah. Um, making sure that you're flying in safe conditions. Like for instance, today's super windy. If you go and put a drone up today, you could like blast into a tree or a mm-hmm. house and cause damage to either a structure or yourself or the drone, which you don't want because drones aren't cheap. Sure. Um, but with regard to aircraft, part of the exam is um, learning kind of like different airspaces and stuff like what we can fly in and all of us can fire drones in is considered class G airspace. Okay. So that, like G public is for airspace? everyone. Yeah. Okay. It's called like G like golf airspace. Okay. So you can fly your drone wherever you want. Um, What's that like 200 feet up? There's got to be a height requirement on it. So drones, it's 400 feet. You okay. can put your drone up 400 feet or if you're shooting like a tower or a building, you could go up 400 feet beyond that. Got it. And that's like as much as you can do. And that's considered like, 400 feet AGL above ground level. Mm-hmm. So that's usually how we would do it. All right. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot involved with that. It's very, it's very intense. You need to know like cloud formations. You need to know like weather patterns. You need to know how to do like TAFs and METARs, which is like how you would do. <laughs> Who does it? You did, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. did a TAFT yesterday. I believe you. TAFs every day. <laughs> I did 10 reps of TAFs. <laughs> so funny. Me too. What were you going to say, Frank? Uh, you have to watch out for banner planes. Uh, banner planes are very they dangerous. They sneak up on you, yeah. Because the planes will fly below 400 feet at times. So if I'm shooting a beautiful oceanfront listing, yeah. my drone could easily get like blasted by a plane. And not only that, but we've done some shoots in like the Jack Jackson area where I've had very low military planes like get very close to my drone which I don't even know how I was allowed to take off my drone that day but I did right but um yeah it gets gets sketchy involved in it yeah hey guys we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back to everyone in a few minutes we got Frank and Nick from Motion City Media Greg Wareham will come right back at you thank you hello everybody and welcome back to your mortgage process I of course am your host Greg Wareham we have Frank and we have Nick here today from Motion City Media welcome back guys thank you thanks for having us back yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for staying. Thanks for not running out the back door. <laughs> I was close to just taking off. I know you're fast too. You're a marathon runner. I am. All right. So how frequently do you run a marathon? I know you're running the Boston Marathon. I I would say like two to three times a year max. Okay. Maximum. But run every day, usually twice a day. Wow. How, so when you train for something like that, how many miles do you run while you're training? Uh, I usually like to average right around like between 15 and 20 miles a day is like my standard. Holy cow. Um, so usually like 100 plus miles a week is good. Um, my training's been a little bit less than stellar this training block, but okay. we've been doing a lot of a lot of planning for Motion City and I've been prioritizing um, some different things, which is totally Frank, you got to loosen up a little. We got marathons well, no, no, to no, run. No, he never put, Frank never puts any pressure on me whatsoever. <laughs> it's just me and what I want to do because I believe what we're doing now will set me up for what I want to accomplish in the future. And like, I'll run better races in the future if I take care of what I have to take care of now. 
Yeah, it's great so perspective it's, it's, on it. It's Nick. really worth so it. So you don't just you're not training to just run a marathon. You're oh, playing yeah. for time at this stage. Oh yeah, like my goal within the next it probably won't happen this Olympic cycle, but the next one is to qualify for the U.S. Olympic trials in the marathon. It's definitely my goal. I take it. <laughs> I take it very seriously. All right, don't forget about us. No, never, <laughs> never. That's amazing. That is really amazing. Thank Frank, you. can you imagine running a marathon? He won't say this. He's a true world class athlete. Like he's something else, right? So we're wow. very proud of him. Like we always do say, like for everybody right like your wellness your athleticism that all comes before a career they they of course do interconnect but like your wellness is always first right like your why is the most important thing and you got to make sure that's ahead of your career because it's going to tie right back into it you know i just want to do a plug for you guys if someone is interested in the media industry they should reach out to you at least talk to them i know you had mentioned earlier that it's really not about someone's current skill set it's about the person it's about the personality because you can kind of teach the skill set in a lot of ways it's truly about who they are right like you always want like we said at the beginning of the podcast you want to hire for the fit and the personality skills can always be taught yeah. Right. And something that's really important to us um, is photography and people who create visuals can sometimes be a very ego driven industry. Okay. And we really pride ourselves on being pretty much as egoless as possible. Like we just want the best outcome. We just want what's beautiful. We just want something that we talked about, like what properly represents the home. We just always want to capture our person home, everything in its best light possible. That's it. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, you know, all industries are like that, right? You yeah. know, there's, they're so ego driven. Like I've always said to people, at least on the mortgage side of it, it's not like we're not like inventing the artificial heart here. We're doing mortgages. Yeah. Be nice. Exactly. Be nice. Do things the right way. Educate people in the right fashion. Do a good job. 100%. And if you do a good job and you do it with a smile on your face, then people are going to want to work with you and refer you. Yeah. We just want to lift our clients up. Uh, one of the favorite books we read was it maybe a year and a half ago was Building a Brand Story by Donald Miller. And okay. the big thing you walk away from that book is we want to be the guides. We want our clients to be the heroes, right? Like we just want to guide them to the success, but let them let them achieve that success on their own. That's fantastic, Frank. You get a lot of great cliches, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, you really you do. I listen. I like to read. I like to every yeah, every, every every moment is an opportunity to learn. And that's, yeah, I love you know, it. like we never go in with like uh, we even talked about this on the car right up. Never go in with like what you never go in with a perception, right? Always go in with an open mind, right? Because you're going to learn something from everybody interact with, no matter what their background is. How many years of therapy have you been in? My therapist graduated me and said, Frank, you need to be everybody else's therapist. Now. Like, I can give it on the phone if we need to, but truly he shaped me. Like uh, therapy Fantastic. is a beautiful thing. Men often have, have trouble even like admitting that like, hey, therapy might be a good fit for me. I mean, it's just like, this is this is what they do for a living and they're there to yeah. help you. Uh, little things that they leave in your in your head. Yeah. Don't be surprised by the expected. Don't expect rational outcomes from irrational situations. So just yeah. like kind of a little bit of programming. And then you share that with everybody else that also might not have had that opportunity to to have that yet. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of that. Whether or not you want to call it coaching, therapy, whatever it is, I think we all need a guide, a mentor, your paid professional that can really help you with the <laughs> transitions and the ups and downs in life. It's important Absolutely. to have, be able to have those conversations. It, it all connects, as we always say, right? Like if, if you're not well, nobody around you can be well. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. I'd say like an impartial party to someone who's not necessarily always going to tell you what, what you want to hear. It's people right. who tell you what you need to hear. And then also mm. the people you surround yourself with too. Um, has a really big part in everything too. Cause like people always say, and it's like, so basic, like you become kind of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So it's like, if you spend your time with people who aren't the best influences, you probably aren't going to be 
heading in the direction sure. you want to go in. You know, they say the same thing financially as well. If you want to know how much money you're going to make doing something, and not to make it about money, look at the five people that you hang out with the most, add it up, divide it by five. That's mm. where you're at. So wow. it's good to have a good blend personally, professionally with the people that you're interacting with. Yeah, that was impactful. Yes, it is. Because it is surely who you spend the most time with is who you'll become always. Like you no become question. your environment. Well, Nick, look like I'm going to start becoming more like you, even though he's youthful and better looking. <laughs> and I want to come back to video again. Sure. Because we know video is, I mean, that is where this industry is going. And we're already seeing it, as we had mentioned before, out on the, the West Coast. Like, is it expensive to do video advertising for an agent? So our video price points um, for like, if someone were to reach out to us tomorrow, would start right around like $350 um, with add-ons from there but we feel like that's not only a very fair rate based on what our competition's offering sure. but also just like compared to our photo sessions our time on site editing costs which we take care of beforehand so there's no additional cost for editing whatsoever that's um, a big one editing i don't think people understand just how time consuming that the editing portion is of it oh 100 and we put a lot of effort into um whether it's like myself, another one of our photographers, or um, our dedicated editing team editing the videos, right. we always make sure that what we're giving our client is perfect in our eyes or as close to perfect as absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. So that way they're getting something that they can really feel good about. Unfortunately for us, um, we've been offering video for years now and I our, our amount of re-edits are very, very low just yeah. based on how much research and attention to detail we put into all of our shoots well we got to get the word out certainly on that of course. and the price point does have to be approachable because the key thing marketing branding consistency right you, you shouldn't do video for one every 20 listings right it should be done at every listing right because right. then your, your seller is going to your future seller is going to be doing the research hey why did they choose that the million dollar house for a listing but the three hundred thousand dollar house didn't get one so it even goes back to like our mindset from motion city media we treat every home and every agent the same does not matter the amount of business we treat everybody the same. Like we can go to a double wide mobile home and a nine billion dollar state the same day. Same editing, same photographer. Right. We don't cherry pick. We treat everybody and every property as peers. And same thing for the agents, right? Like it's same thing, symbiotic, right? Like they don't call us and we don't say, "Oh, tell us about the house." It's like, "All right, great." And like you're always going to get the dream team. Prices can fluctuate, I would imagine, depending on square footage. Of course, yeah. More time on site. More time on site, exactly. But I love what you say, and it's a nugget that I hope everyone picked up on. It's the consistency of what you are doing. Nick and I have that conversation all the time. We've been doing this podcast for over a year. Every single week. Mm -hmm. And if you're just going to dabble in video, why bother doing it? Because it's never going to be successful. You're never going to create your brand awareness and you're never going to create that profile that you're looking for that really draws additional customers and people to you. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, one of, um, one of our agents, his name's Kyle, um, ended up doing video for a bunch of homes that were like right around like 175 to $250,000 a year. Um, like, for sale price and he ended up being a gold level realtor circle Great. of excellence from just giving all of his listings an amazing experience and then what franco says is like just like if you give a two hundred thousand dollar home a great experience who knows if like that person has a brother or sister who has a million dollar home like you never know mm -hmm. what someone has and who their connections could be you know, and I think video, because a, a real estate transaction for most people, it's emotional on the sell side and on the buy side, right? I think video 
captures the image of the home much better than still photography does because you get that experience of being in there. So now if I'm the person potentially looking to purchase the home, I'm going, wow, I can get a feel for the house. If I'm the person who's selling the home, I can look at and say, wow, you've really made my house feel like the house that it is. And that's a critical part for future business for everybody. Definitely. And then it's about the the listing you don't have yet too, because sellers are savvy. And again, they're like, Oh, I want my house to look at this. So again, they're already deciding who they want to hire before they arrive at the table. Sure. And there's a lot of like technical stuff that um, we like to do in our videos that we can't really capture in photos. So like, a shot that I love is like the agent walking over and like turning a stove on. So you see it like igniting and then like a shot where like I'm shooting a shadow coming through like blinds as they go down automatically, yeah. like the little stuff that like we can never get in photos that I could get in videos. And we really pride ourselves on and offering like kind a creative, of like non-replicatable product, you know, that's the stuff that invokes emotion on mm. the buy side and the sell side. Devils in the details. No, no question about it. And although real estate kids, it can be a uh, high money transaction. Emotion is always going to play a role in it. I mean, emotion plays a role in buying a car. You get in. Oh, I really like it. I like the way it looks. I can feel myself driving this thing. And the house is like a whole other cars. level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost every decision we make is based on emotion, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like, I remember when I was a buyer agent also, I'd bring buyers to homes like, I don't like the color of the interior walls. And many people make the decisions off of like what they see, not what they can envision. That's why it's so important. Like as Nick, when he shoots, he's shooting for the vision that's going to create the most appeal. And that yeah. that's really one of the most important parts about it. How do you control the lighting in, in video? So for me, um, like Frank said, it's mostly like ambient light. Yeah. But I usually try to play it off of like, like Frank said, like my vision. So I know if like, lights pouring through windows then i'm gonna have to account for like how much light i need in the room because it, it'll it kind of like throw it off based on the light in the room versus the light outside and like mm-hmm. where i really want to pull that kind of exposure from but what i would say is i always try to keep my lighting in the videos very natural i want it to feel like the home right um but there are some shots where i definitely like to use like a sun flare coming through a window or like like a shadow or just specific elements like that where it kind of just like plays into the way that light might move throughout the home in the day. Mm. But um, always make sure to get like shots through windows because it's sure. a really kind of like cool artsy shot. Um, just little little kind of detail stuff. Like even if I notice like a sign in the home that's like kind of cute for like the location that it's in mm-hmm. or just little things that kind of give the home personality and an identity. Um, because every home really does have like a personality or an identity. We're just showcasing that. Sure. You know, and I, again, I've, I've said this a couple of times, but just the, the passion associated with it and the empathy and caring that goes into it is it's really what makes you guys different. Mm. Oh yeah. It it's fantastic. We truly built the business around kindness. Like there's not even a way to like stretch it out. Like it's all about being kind, being nice, caring, being empathetic, right? Like it's, you mentioned, Greg, it's a very emotional time for the buy side, sell side. We want to be there. And we always say this, we want to be the easiest part of the transaction, right? Right. So we want to be an extension of the agent's brand. And we just want to just help each other out. Like the faster our agents grow, the faster we're going to grow as well. That's wonderful, guys. And that's something that I didn't mention and Frank didn't mention is with regard to making things easy, we don't charge any cancellation fees, period. Like if you can't do a shoot, seller can't do a shoot 
we will never punish you for that because there are so many elements that go into a successful transaction and we would hate to be anything that can complicate absolutely anything. So it's like, hey, can you come out next week? Can you come out tomorrow? Sure. No problem. We'll set this up with a photographer. You are good to go. This is certainly right. not my quote. It, it, people don't remember what you do. They remember how you make them feel, right? Yeah, my so Angela, true. right? Like this is, so true. this is how you should always live. They're going to remember how they felt. Like, do you want to be punished by a company you're hiring or do you want to be like, whoa, they were so empathetic. My, their child was sick. I'm not getting punished with a late fee or a cancellation fee. I had a warm welcome back the next day, right? That, that's, what, that's always how we approach everything. Like just be kind, be understanding. Even if we don't know what's going on, just be empathetic to it. People always remember that nice person that they dealt with. <laughs> yes. And we can all relate to that from a firsthand standpoint. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I didn't buy the product. Maybe it was this, maybe that. Damn it, was that guy or that gal? They were so nice to deal with. Believe it or not, people qu have questioned both Frank and I because they think we're like too nice to the point where they think it's fake. Right. It's crazy. It's built yeah. into us. No, uh, no, no. I always say my mom is a teacher. My dad's a social worker. Like it's built into our genetics. Like Nick's parents, endlessly kind, right? Like it's just, it's built into us. So like <laughs> we'd be unauthentic if we weren't kind at this moment, every moment. It really is amazing going about your comment about people thinking it's not genuine. I get a quick story for you. So I was working for a very large bank at the time. This maybe 15 years ago. And I was always a heavy producer, right? I always did a lot of business. And I had the processing people when they would email me, I would almost always end my email with, have a nice day. Well, years go by, and I get a phone call. I become very close with the processing manager. And she says to me one day, she goes, why do you always put, have a nice day? Well, because I want you to have a nice day. She goes, I just want you to know, half the people that see that think that you're saying, go bleep yourself. Oh, wow. Whoa. And I was floored. I was like, I was sad by it. Yeah. And it was, and it just kind of mm. speaks to, you know, the culture as a whole, people may not really see it as genuine at times, but all we can do as humans is just kind of reinforce that nice, consistent behavior. Perception always becomes reality. Yeah. Uh, always. There's a, a shop in our building called Asbury Woodcraft. Guy makes amazing furniture. Uh, he's built out our entire studio, a lot of stuff in my apartment. And John, you know, he's, how would you describe him? Nice when he wants to be, but he's a tremendous man, big heart of gold. Yeah. And Nick used to work with him on the social media. And he would say, Frank, is Nick really that nice? I can't possibly <laughs> believe this. Hey, awesome day, John. So good to see you. People don't believe it, but once you're around people like yourself, myself, yeah. Nick and Nick, right? This is who we are every day. Like it's it's authenticity at its core. Yeah. Always smiling, right? Yeah. Let's say, hey, listen, you always gotta get up every day. always a good day. You know? Yeah. And if you get if that's the attitude that you have, like you've seen in your business or I've seen in mine, you know, it's always gross. Yep. Mm -hmm. it, it always grows. And I'm sure you could speak about this as well. Yeah. Uh we keep growing organically, and our realtors are all technically competitors for each other, yet they keep sharing us as a common resource. They used to try to keep us as a secret. It just makes everything easier. Like they're, They become collaborators instead of competitors. So yeah. like, you know, then we all do better. We all have a trusted resource that we can work with. Yeah, well put, Frank. Thank you. Hey, I wanted to just uh, say to everyone as well, when you look at the importance of having professional photography and videography, 90% of people... Are go 90 plus percent of people are going to view something online. So obviously it's critical in that from that standpoint. In addition to that, it's going to help a real estate agent's listing move more quickly, right? You're just going to have more buyers come in, more buyers come in. It's going to increase the value of the property because you're going to have more offers and you just kind of get that foot traffic in there. You're going to win more listings to your point, 
earlier is now you have this portfolio of business, especially if you're doing video and you're doing it on a YouTube channel, you're going to be able to build that portfolio so you can win more listings in the future. And as we've been talking about, it helps you build a very strong brand. And at the end of the day, our brand is the only thing that we really have. We are our brand. And I think that what you do and in, in putting everything together is a critical part of the process. If someone was interested in talking about getting into your industry or there's a real estate agent that was interested in having professional photography done, what's the best way to contact you guys? We always say what's old is new. Pick up the phone. We'd love to talk to you, right? Like reach out to us directly. I'll just share a phone number so they Please. have it. It's 732-300-9799. Uh, that phone call comes into us. Every team member's phone rings at the same time. And even if you text us, it hits 26 devices at once. Uh, <laughs> so our communication is also why we succeed. Sure. We're always there and we respond near instantly. So a lot of agents are like, hey, I got a listing last minute. They, they, it's already booked in five minutes. I don't have to do anything else. So we would love if they reach out to us. We want to start a conversation. It's not about making the sale. We want to make a relationship. That's yeah. great. Like we've had some of our agents like flex on their like sellers because they've been like, you know what? I, I bet I could schedule photos right now. And then they'll text the team and be like, hey, I'm at the I'm at the listing table right now. And I would like to schedule a shoot on this day at this time. Can we do it? And we're like, yes, we book it. And then they're set up with the photo shoot before they even leave signing the paperwork. Done. That's great. It's wild. Now, is there a website that people could go to as well? Oh, right on our site, motioncitymedia.com. All right, motioncitymedia.com. And would you be kind enough to give your phone number one more time? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. 732-300-9799. Guys, it was a pleasure. Frank, Nick, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Great. Thank you for having us. And can we release the Sumo Citrus? Yeah, you want to do it? Let's, let's peel go. one. Let, All right, let, we're going to peel one cheers. right now. Let's go. Great. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Let's peel one of these. Greg, I already got in here. I'm sorry. I'm going to fake it. No, no, there we go. (laughs) Wow, look at that. It's like it comes off. I mean, it comes off in like one piece. It does. And then we have individual segments as if they are built just one at a time. Yeah, it's great. I'm making a mess in your office. I mean, look at that. Peels itself. All right, guys. Cheers, Greg. This is awesome, man. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thanks for coming, guys. All right, let's get a wedge out. (laughs) To you. We're wedging. Let's go. Cheers, guys. Great having you on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening today. This is Greg Wareham with Your Mortgage Process. Look forward to catching up with you next week, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.